blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? You fucking accountant. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter what you do. You know, the people that matter right now are the people stocking shelves at the grocery store. Happy Tuesday, everyone. This is Chris, and this is Comes With Baggage. <laughs> this is Caitlin. See, this is why we don't mix things up. I got confused. I said my name first. I panicked. I love it, because now you understand the pressure of being the person that opens the episode. It's very hard. Yeah, it's tough work. I have a newfound appreciation for all you do. How are you doing this week? I am actually doing good. I'm doing really good, considering the, the current situation in the world the world um yeah 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 it is uh it's definitely getting a bit crazy they declared a state of emergency here in georgia today um which isn't as alarming as it sounds it basically just means if they need to start curfews and quarantines they they have that already set up Um, but really at the moment it's just banning large group gatherings closing non-essential businesses and stuff like that so nothing yeah i think they've done that here as well in about 13 states or something like that but the states they did it in are like account for like a third of the population or something yeah i saw california Uh, has 45 million people in quarantine and then argentina has all 40 million of its population in quarantine yeah yeah a lot of my friends back home all lost their jobs Mm -hmm. um i've got a lot of friends that work in the salon industry for some reason my town has like 50 million salons i don't know why we need that many but we do so i have a lot of friends that work in the salon industry and um a couple of them I've seen like on Instagram stories and whatnot, like as soon as it happened, like they got themselves jobs stocking shelves at grocery stores. Cause they're like, you know what? Like we still have to hustle. We still have to make an income. We still have to pay yeah. our bills. Like I'm not opposed to, you know, getting a job stocking shelves. No. Like, yeah. That's like, definitely right. I've got friends. Which I think is fucking awesome. Cause I have some other friends that are like complaining about being out of work in the hospitality industry. And I'm like, there's shit you can do. It's just stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely like be lucky case. you have the opportunity to get a job. Very true. Yeah, it's it's a weird time for everyone uh, economically. Yes, I mean even with those jobs available, there's going to be a lot of more people who are just unemployed, and not because they're being picky. Yeah. Just there's only a finite number of shelves that oh, need stopping. Of course, stop absolutely. Um, Unfortunately, my flatmate Nick lost his job yesterday because oh. uh, he works for Top Deck Travel Company. Oh yeah, yeah. They made most of his office in London redundant. Yeah, I've got a friend who works for Qantas, and they they let go two thirds of their staff um, through all of this. So I mean, and I, I I'm I'm self employed, so I'm just not earning money for the next two to three months, which which sucks. But uh, I got a nest egg, and it's cheap here in Georgia, so you know, making do as best. To be honest, I'm actually really enjoying just not being stressed twenty four seven because. Well, so <laughs> we brought this up last week, but also like you're you like this like this is like you're living like your best life right now hell yeah i'm like i got a third D game going i'm i'm sitting here right now drinking a beer a corona beer of course <laughs> of course um, of course because what else would you drink during the coronavirus pandemic um no it's been i mean it's obviously not ideal like i do like to go to my weekly trivia night and get a bit drunk i do like to you know occasionally get out but uh, yeah, for me, I'm like working on my novel, playing an extra game. I've got three games of D&D game going now, uh, you know, reading books, catching up on TV shows I've never watched. Um, so I'm actually not miserable. I mean, maybe in two months I might start yeah. to get a little stir crazy, but for now I'm pretty happy. 
I saw something um, from a friend in California because they're only on like day three or something like that since they've had to self-isolate. Yeah. And um, and someone like she posted something like cheersing a glass of wine and cooking some really nice food, blah, blah, blah. All like, you know, day two is not that bad. <laughs> day two is not that bad and all that stuff. And then she shared, someone responded to her story and she shared it. And she's like, yeah, I remember day two. Now it's fucking day 10 because <laughs> they're, huh. they're in Seattle who's been on quarantine. Oh, yeah, yeah. It could be worse, though, because, I mean, at least in the States, there's still a fair level of, of autonomy. Whereas, like, I've got friends who are on lockdown, the mandatory one in China. Yeah. Um, so it's them and their three kids in their apartment. And they're not allowed out at all. Like, their door is taped shut and they can have food delivered, but only by, like, a certain person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one of our friends is she's in the actual government quarantine in beijing so she landed and they took her straight to a hotel out in the middle of nowhere and it's a nice hotel but there's nothing to do and you can't order food in you just have to eat what they bring you and then you have to pay for it out of your own pocket so she's up for over a grand us for this two-week hotel stay which she says is pleasant enough but obviously not what she would like to be doing yeah and that's a lot of money money on yeah so i mean she's lucky her work's paying for it um and it does vary, like your mileage will vary. Some people say the hotels are really nice. Other people have said that they had bed bugs in there. So oh, it's that. definitely better to be on home quarantine <laughs> in a country you're comfortable with than being under like yeah, mandatory government quarantine. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm like, I know me and your wife are both Enneagram 7s. And this is like, <laughs> so this is, we don't like just being stuck inside, not being able to leave. And I have been, I've taken up running <laughs> I used to run and now I'm running every day because I'm like, at least it's an excuse to leave the house Mm -hmm. Um, because you're allowed to do that even if you're on like shelter at home. Yeah. Like requirements or whatever. You're still allowed to do exercise as long as you're staying away from other people. Oh, that's good because a lady got arrested in Beijing last week for jogging. No, you're still like in the States, even though it's a shelter at home, like you're not allowed to leave your house unless it's for like you have to work as an essential worker. Um, Mm -hmm. if you're going to pick up groceries, like essential needs and things like that, um, participating in essential travel or exercise, like outdoor exercise and not with anybody else or like not within six six feet of people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm like taking up, I go for a jog every day now because it's the reason to get out of the house. But also I think it's really fun because especially for people like me, Enneagram Simmons, who like I'm getting, like I can easily get stir crazy and like I need to find things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really good and creative in this sector. So like yeah. we find good, fun things to do to imitate kind of what we would be doing in our normal lives. Like I watched a movie with a friend last night using the Google Chrome extension Netflix party. Oh yeah. Nice. And so, and you can send the link to as many people as you want and they can all and join you can, the like, live chat, chat room. Right? Yeah. So we um, we did that yesterday. We watched a movie together last night um, and drank wine, which was fun. Oh, fun! Yeah, we've we've. Uh, I read something on Facebook where people said, it, like, jokingly treat your like call certain parts of your house other things that you miss. So, like, the other day I made coffee for us both, which is pretty normal. But because we were sort of stuck inside and we hadn't been to a cafe in a while, I put it like I put the cups on saucers and I put like a nice cookie next to each one and I brought it out like we would be at a cafe. Yeah. Um. And like last night, we uh, the new movie, The Invisible Man, which is in cinemas right now, they've released it early for streaming. 
you have to pay. So we paid for it like we would for a movie. And yeah. we had popcorn and like watched it like we were at the cinema. So it's like the little things that kind of keep you from going stir crazy. Yeah. But also, like, this is the kind of shit we should be doing when this ends. I hope. Like, yeah. there's so much stuff that ways people are adapting to make it fun and like we had um, a lot of my family we live in a bunch of different countries and states and my uncle it was his 50th birthday yesterday and he was supposed to go down to Mexico with a bunch of his friends and they had mm-hmm. to cancel and so I organized all of my family that are spread about California a few of us on the east coast and then my family in the UK and he didn't know about it and so I got us all in like a Zoom meeting. Oh, nice! And then it looked like um, it looked like the opening. It looked like Hollywood Squares that that game show. Oh yeah! On the screen, <laughs> they were just all in like these little squares. And then his girlfriend sent him a link and was like, "Oh, I need you to help me with something." And sent him the Zoom link. And then he got on. We sang him Happy Birthday. And then we were all chatting. There was like ten oh, different cute. videos going on, or ten different you know rooms or whatever that were in it. And it's like we would have never like even though we do all still live in different places. Yeah, you would like, never. We wouldn't have, have been that creative mile, enough to right? think to like do this. We would have all just yeah. called him at separate times throughout the day and wished him a happy birthday. But like, it was so much more fun this way. Yeah, and especially and for me, like, well, for us and anyone that's listening to this that travels, like, this is kind of stuff that we could do like when we're traveling with family back home or with friends back home that we never think of doing, like watching movies with my friends back home. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't really yeah. do if I was living in another country because I just wouldn't think about it. I would just hang out with the, my friends uh, there. <laughs> yeah, the local pub quiz here obviously is cancelled indefinitely. So one of the guys has set up like an online version of the quiz. I'm and on doing Tuesday one of those night, today. It'll be, it'll be open for like two, like an hour and a half or whatever. And you log in and you can still like participate in the quiz, which is, you know, not the same. But it'll be sort of fun thing to do on, on Tuesday night rather than just, you know, binging another series on Netflix. Yeah, I am doing that. My stepdad's sister... Um, so every Christmas we used to do like a big quiz of the year <laughs> and, yeah. uh, there's like a wine tasting round, like all this different stuff. Like we love oh, a quiz nice. in my stepdad's family. Um, and then, so a couple days ago, my aunt messaged all of us and was like, Hey guys, who's up for a virtual, <laughs> virtual Douglas quiz this Saturday night, cancel all your plans. <laughs> and so the only requirement is we have to wear a funny hat. And then oh, we're nice. all going to like, and we have and like drink of choice and whatever. And we're all going to do through a zoom meeting. We're all going to do a pop quiz together. Apparently. Love it. Yeah. Um, so people can get creative for sure. Yeah. I mean like, um, obviously like I play D and D Dungeons and Dragons and that's mm-hmm. quite a popular game, but most people play it in person. You know, you get a group of friends together. Yeah. The cards and everything. Uh, well not cards, but manuals and sheets and stuff. Um, but because of the coronavirus, a lot of people have gone online and there's always been sites for it, but they were relatively niche, but Mm -hmm. the biggest one is called roll 20 and it has had so much demand this last week, uh, that it keeps crashing. Like, and they've had to buy new servers. So it's been great for their business. And I've actually noticed a lot of online companies are, are coming up with like fun ways to obviously they're promoting their product, but they're also being engaging in a positive way. Like, uh, Lord of the Rings Online and World of Warcraft, these big online games, they're giving away like free months so people oh, yeah. can play while they're stuck at home, which is smart. Um, and I know here in Georgia, a lot of the restaurants have closed, but they're staying open for delivery. And so the delivery yeah. apps suddenly have like three times the restaurants to choose from because yeah. they need to still make money. Um, it's 
interesting to see how the world's adapting. I mean, so many and people are working from home. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's pretty inspiring. It's yeah, I, I know. Like one of my favorite restaurants back home. They're a cocktail bar and restaurant, and they literally mm-hmm. just did their re-grand opening after moving locations oh. and doing a whole refurb like a week ago. Yeah. And they're making cocktail kits. And because California just raised like a bunch of the laws on alcohol sales, so like oh. normal, so at the beginning they were just selling like all the stuff and you have to add your mixer. Mm-hmm. And now to help businesses, California's put like a... A, a temporary like allowance on certain alcohol laws oh, um, cool. so now they can sell full-on like with booze <laughs> alcohol kits and all you have to do and you can pick them up um they do like a contactless pickup or i think they might be offering delivery um and all you have to do is just pour them up, like shake them and pour them over ice and you've got That's sidecar terrific. cocktails Damn. and yeah i've seen a lot of places here doing um special like there's one pl- a french restaurant here in philadelphia that is doing mm. a full chicken dinner for four so you get a whole roasted chicken like three sides and like a bottle of wine or something like that and it's like 50 dollars or something but it's a whole dinner for four and then they're doing like for two there's like a half chicken the same number of sides and like nice. a bottle of wine the, um, the local wine bar here is delivering wine, which is normal for them, but they're now bringing a drinking game with it so that you can, like, for free. So you get your <laughs> bottles of wine and they give you, like, a local, like, Georgian card game that they've converted into English for you, which I think is really cool. Yeah. I went to... So I know that you and I had plans to drink Corona while we filmed this episode talking about Corona and all the things you could do instead <laughs> um, to be creative. But um, the only... They closed a lot of the liquor stores here in Philly, but oh. they're... But if you sell food you can be open for, like, takeout, you know, whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, So there's a place here called The Bottle Shop, which is kind of like a hipstery liquor store, but they also serve food there. So Mm -hmm. they have, like, a loophole, basically. They can be open. So I went there yesterday to get some beer and some wine. They do offer delivery, so you can get, like, you can place your order with them online, and they'll deliver it for you. Yeah. Oh, no, but I was walking there, and I was walking past this, like, Scandinavian restaurant that has big windows, so they mm. open up their windows and they set up just like folding tables, like like the plastic, like long plastic ones you would put a tablecloth on at like a party or something. Yeah. And they set them up on the inside by the windows and then people were standing outside, like all social distancing, six feet apart with wine. So basically they were giving everyone a free glass of wine while you were waiting for your food to take away. So everyone's standing there chatting, like having a glass of wine, <laughs> everyone's standing all separately. And I was like, fuck, I need to order food from there tomorrow. I want to come and, like, drink wine and on the sidewalk and wait for my food. That looks like so much fun. The downside is you have to eat Scandinavian food, which is not world-renowned for uh, its flavor. Well, I don't know if it's – I think it might – I don't know if the food itself is Scandinavian. It was. It's called Nord, like N-O-R-D. Oh, okay. So and it I might think just it's be like, a- like the the atmosphere and the theme is very oh, like, okay. Swedish. That's a bit better. <laughs> I didn't think there was a lot of demand for uh, Scandinavian cuisine. It would be like not up on my list of foods. <laughs> Sorry to our Scandinavian listeners. I'm... Well, I've got a lot of Swedish <laughs> friends and Norwegian friends that probably listen to this. So as well, soon as like, this, it's, as soon it's as like this... I'll never go to a German restaurant either. I love German beer. I'm not a huge fan of German oh, food. I like German food. I like mm. like a German sausage, Polish sausage. Oh, but it is very like few and far between. I wouldn't have it like every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also been really cool to see other like little innovations that are going on. So like a lot of musicians are doing free concerts on Facebook or Instagram and stuff. Uh, I've watched a few of those. 
In Australia, the three major sports codes, uh, football, rugby league, and Aussie, Aussie rules, rules are still playing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still playing behind closed doors. So there's mm-hmm. no one in the crowd, which is a bit surreal to watch. Mm-hmm. But um, it's actually been nice. Like a lot of people are upset about it and probably still are. Like, you know, it's irresponsible. But at the same time, it's good to have that to distract you because like it's kind of nice to just watch a game of football and not think about all yeah. of that crap that's going on. Um, yeah. And obviously it's it might not last forever, but at least this week it's been fun to be able to just tune in and like pretend that you know it's obviously weird to hear no crowd and like someone yeah. makes a huge breakaway and it's just silent and you're like is there something wrong what's happening why, <laughs> yeah. why did no one cheer when he just scored but everyone's just, cheering just in their house yeah and actually today's games they had um like have you ever seen the show Gogglebox? i love Gogglebox. it's kind of like they've kind of got that set up so they've got tv uh, like cameras set up in like just a regular home of a i think it's probably a player's family uh-huh. or something but whenever they like score a try or they drop the ball, they'll quickly cut to this house, and there might be three people on a couch going, "Oh no!" <laughs> and it's kind of you know, it's as close yeah. as we'll get to like at least for the foreseeable future. Those three sports are playing, which is kind of good for them because they're being broadcast around the world where everything else is cancelled. So here's hoping it like leads to a boom in the popularity of Australian sport. Yeah, a silver lining that and. Um, I don't know if I'm sure you know the UK has announced that they're going to be paying basically 80% of people's salaries um, while this is going on. Um, up to, I think it's £2,500. Is that right? I haven't heard about this. Oh, yeah, no. I should probably ask my boss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's. I don't know if it's been put into place yet or if it's just being proposed, but the fact it's being proposed by a right-wing government... Absolutely. Uh, is, I mean, the US has talked about giving money to... Households, not a lot, not as much as £2,500 a month, but mm-hmm. something. Uh, Australia is doing like a stimulus package, but it's funny. People are starting to talk about this idea of UBI, like universal basic income, mm-hmm. as like a, a viable thing for the future. So it's, I think when this all blows over, yeah, hopefully... The amount of right-wing and Republican and like very conservative people that have all of a sudden jumped on board with a lot of... <laughs> socialist stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) now that they're well that's the thing that i think i was saying last week is like a lot of people weren't fucking interested or paying attention until they were directly affected like people don't care until and like people can be really selfish when they're directly until they're directly affected then they're directly affected they're like oh maybe this is a good idea yeah, like, oh, wait, this sucks. I have no work for six yeah, months. How well, am I supposed to live? Yeah, well, because that's the other thing is everyone's fucking cocky because they're like, oh, yeah, I have a good job. I have an income. I don't have to worry about this stuff. Everyone needs to work for what they want. Like, every or, like that's not the way to say it. Everyone needs to, like, pull their own weight, like, do your service uh, to society, blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? You fucking accountant. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you do. You know the people that matter right now are the people stocking shelves at the grocery store. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, and and teachers and nurses and doctors who absolutely. are like, I mean, still like in Australia, we haven't closed schools yet. Teachers wish they would because there's no way to socially distance in a classroom with thirty kids. Also, and kids the, are the most germ heavy people on the planet. Exactly, like, and they're the like, oh, well, they can't die from it, and I'm like, yeah, but they can carry it to people who will die yeah. from it. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Um, teachers, nurses, doctors, like. Um, like garbage men who are still working. Oh and doing yeah, their well, job. delivery um, people. Delivery people. Uh, supermarket Those are the real workers. Heroes. All of these unskilled laborers who yeah. are like still doing their jobs while now considered and instead of called unskilled workers, they're called essential 
worker. Yes, essential. <laughs> which in Australia includes miners, because of course. And by miners, I mean people who work in mines, not children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although also they are still going to school, so I guess it includes all kinds of miner in Australia. Um, no, it's the other thing that you're seeing is a lot of airlines and and major companies are talking about bankruptcy, which is disappointing. But it bothers me when I see them being like, oh, we've got to bail out this airline. Yeah. But they're not going to bail out people who's, you know, maybe they're making 500000 well, a year with their business. And that's total, not profit. Yeah. And they're not getting bailed out. But like a, a billion dollar a year airline is like, we well, can't survive for even a month. So on this thing, on this same kind of line of thinking topic. or whatever. Yeah, topic. <laughs> um, I saw something and I mean, I'm not... I read a very vague article, so I'm not speaking from authority on the topic here, but I saw something that was talking about the music and entertainment industry asking mm. for support because yeah, I mean, they're important to keeping people happy, whatever. I'm like, you know what? There is a shit ton of shows and like, it's never been more accessible to find shows movies yeah, all that yeah. shit on like shows, we don't music, need new ones anything. we don't you don't need to be bailed out to <laughs> like film more and that's also putting people at risk and i like, would say though that that low level creatives definitely need support right now like people who are artists and uh, things uh, like that yeah, yeah artists writers and people or even people who make their living um i mean content creators like yeah of course uh we we haven't formally announced it yet but we're about this is going to be our last episode for a while and obviously in our case we're not making money off this but I know a lot of Yet. bloggers, uh, <laughs> YouTubers, stuff like that, who are basically, they were making income doing this, mm -hmm. um, but they're not able to now. And a lot of small businesses, you know, local mom and pop butchers or like things that aren't massive chains. It's just impacting so many people. Basically, unless you make toilet paper or hand sanitizer or own Netflix, you're pretty much taking a hit from this. And I think hopefully this will bring everyone together and be like holy shit like we should be ready for this we should have pandemic like the u.s doesn't even have their pandemic uh, what's it called policy um, res response team anymore because that got folded yeah. uh, i mean in australia the government was like oh shit we had no money for this but at the same time they were like hey people who are now complaining that they're poor you should have been ready for things like this it's like if if airlines and governments can't be ready for this the average person can't be expected to and if that's the case we need to make sure that going forward we have policies in place that if there is another pandemic or a global recession or a climate change induced drought which seems likely mm -hmm. that we're not all just going to basically die and turn into a mad max like dystopia yeah i mean one thing i do love is that mother nature is thriving right now yeah Did you yeah see, like pollution's like down are clear the venice canals water, you can see them you can see yeah the swans have returned there's a dolphin there now too there's dolphins off the coast of Italy. Uh, yeah. The uh, in China they've had the, uh, no in Japan they've had wild deer in the streets of certain like smaller cities. Mm -hmm. China's air pollution is down by a million. It's about to go back up because they've reopened all the factories and they're allowing them to work twenty four seven. But it was nice while it lasted. Um, well, and one thing again, I hope when this ends that people, at least a good chunk of people, will keep this in mind and will mm -hmm. realize that like. It really doesn't take that much to to make and, a yeah. big change. And my big hope is that in addition to all of that, we also realize that so many jobs 
can be done remotely. And that's not just to benefit people like you and me, but people who have disability, who their work for years has been telling them, no, no, you need to come in. And suddenly they're like, oh, actually everyone can do this on Zoom. And the person who hated coming in is like, cool, thanks a lot. So, I mean, hopefully this also teaches us something about ableism as well. Yeah. All right. Well, (laughs) heavy shit to start the episode. Yes, I know. I'm going to have another swig of my Corona. (laughs) We're going to have to keep this light for the rest of the episode because the whole point of this episode, um, like Chris mentioned, um, and we'll go into it a little bit more at the end here, but this is probably going to be our last episode. We're going to take a little break. Um, but we want to give our ideas (laughs) and suggestions to what, you know, I've seen a lot of people ask on Instagram and stuff like that. Like, give me, you know, movie suggestions, give me new show suggestions, give me podcast suggestions, give me this and that. And so, um, me and Chris have put together our top five for a couple different categories and we won't go super deep into them because that would take fucking forever. This episode would be like three (laughs) hours long. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think just a short, I think, name and then just a quick reason why. And yeah. Then we can We'll give you guys on. a little description Unless, and yeah. why we think, you know, you might like it. And then, yeah. So just here's some, here's some good ideas to keep yourself entertained during this yeah. self-isolation. <laughs> uh, so should we kick it off? Well, we... I want to kick it off with snacks because... Snacks. Right All right, now. I've got to remember. <laughs> and I haven't had cause... breakfast, <laughs> so I'll start with mine. So, okay. um, why number one? Like, well, I guess snack or meals or food or whatever it doesn't have to be snacks. Mm-hmm. But I did chili because me and my friend cooked a huge thing of chili, and it's literally going to last us like four days. It's super cheap to make. Oh yeah, like ground beef, beans. Yep, like ground beef, spices. beans, crushed tomatoes, spices, and some like. We, we put some peppers and onions in the food processor and then just let it fucking simmer for a couple hours. Like, cheap, makes a bunch of stuff. It tastes good for days. Like, honestly, I think it tastes better <laughs> the longer you let it sit in the fridge with all the flavors. Um, so chili, my number one coronavirus food recommendation. Chili's good. I like a good chili. Um, mine's a nice simple one. See, when you asked me for my list, I was thinking things that you can make that will that like you don't need to go to a store yeah. for like things you might have in your cupboard. So these aren't going to be like culinary treats. They're more like <laughs> which I like, like that though food. because that we might all get to that point soon. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. Not I mean, if you're stuck to go to the grocery in some... store and they're not delivering anymore. Exactly. So my first one's a nice simple one. It's just cheesy ramen, which sounds super easy because it is. It's literally any kind of like cup ramen or bowl ramen the kind you can buy yeah. in like usually in like asian stores they of have course. them well, and you can get it at any supermarket after- really yeah and then once you cook it up it's really simple either grate some cheese on top or put some american cheese on top and just stir that through i know it's it sounds weird that but sounds it's gross. weirdly good <laughs> no it's so good it's like it, it, it kind of gives it like more of a more density a bit more thickness it's really so nice. almost or like mac do it- and cheese ramen yeah, or you can do it with an egg as well. Like if you uh, fry up an egg uh, and then stir that through, it does sort of a similar thing. It just gives it a little bit more weight. Now, it's not great food, but if it's it's cheap food, so if you're yeah, dealing with unemployment, sure. and if, if, it's, if you need something that you can store in bulk, cheesy ramen, yeah. always good. Um, yeah, I think all my suggestions are going to be like... How to stay healthy during COVID. Yes, I was like, like, when you're unemployed and desperate. Which, you know People need both because we might have Mm -hmm. listeners that are dealing with both situations. Truth. I'm trying my best to... I think I've actually been... Well, 
so me and my friend that I'm living with keep saying this. We're like, oh, we've been so much healthier since we've been under this because we have to cook everything at home and, you know, like just make better choices about what we're buying. But then I also baked cookies yesterday and I got her a cake for her birthday <laughs> and we have chips and salsa, which is another one on my list. So I'll say that one next. Chips and salsa. I could survive off of that. That actually I could survive off of if I was unemployed. I would just buy chips and salsa. I fucking love it. <laughs> So that fits in with my category too. Yeah. It's like, it's just food. It's cheap. It's, to me, it's there's vegetables and grains and that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That sounds like a, that's a salad essentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, my next one, my next one's a college staple for me. Um, when I was like a broke college student, um, but it also works even just now. Like I've ha- I'll have it occasionally. It's you know those microwave pastas you can get, like Alfredo's or yeah, carbonaras yeah. and things like that. Oh, you don't always microwave them. Sometimes you cook them on a stove. What? However you cook it. Basically, they they taste fine, but Box they're usually pasta. a side dish. Yeah, but you can totally like jazz them up a bit. So I used to get cherry tomatoes and slice them thin, put them mm-hmm. in there. I would put spinach. I would put like uh, like ham or uh, any kind of deli meat I wanted, yeah. and just stir that through. Um, and even if you're on like a can't go outside to get fresh produce budget, you can even just use like frozen vegetables. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's not gourmet, but it's it's cheap and it's 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 very he- like hefty. It'll sit in your stomach for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like my college I staple when I was, was actually thinking about that when you mentioned the ramen because that's what I do when I like I love ramen noodles, especially the what's the one that you can get in. Um, Australia, and I found it in England as well. Me, Miang, Migarang, Migarang, Migarang. That is oh, Migarang is the best shit. ramen noodle. Hell yes, I miss Migarang like crazy. I found it at Sainsbury's in the UK in a five pack, and I oh, just damn. buy like <laughs> I just buy as many packs as from the shelf because I fucking love that. But and I'll have it for like a normal dinner. But I love it. Yeah, because it's so good. I throw in. I'll get like whether it's frozen vegetables or fresh vegetables. I throw in carrots. I throw in corn. I throw in broccoli. I throw mm-hmm. in cauliflower. Um, asparagus, mushrooms, like I throw in all of the vegetables and then you have the sauce, the spice as well. And I always yeah. get the super spicy one. Yeah. And yeah. it is, del- it's like, it's like making yourself actual ramen at home. It's fucking delicious. And for those who don't, for those who don't know, migarang is, it's, it's just instant noodles, like ramen, but mm-hmm. it comes with like a little sachet that usually has the flavor and like an oil, like a soy sauce or, or a sauce yeah. and spice paste and usually uh, crispy fried onions as well. So or, it's just like next level good. Yeah. Yeah. It's much better than yeah. top ramen oh, in the US. <laughs> it's so good. I Honestly, that when like I moved crazy. back from Australia to the States and I got hooked on me in Australia. And when I went back to the States, I tried it with top ramen and I'm like, this is terrible. Like I can never eat top ramen again because me ruined me for life. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure it's Indonesian for those playing at home. Okay. Um, all right. So next one for you. Number three. Um, veggies and hummus. I have been living off of that. Nice I've and just easy. had carrots and hummus for breakfast and a banana. <laughs> um, I just love, and I got pita chips as well. Like I just love hummus, and I feel like it fills me up. I don't know if it's just like the chickpeas or what. And hummus like, is is actually healthy. quite easy to make for yourself as well. Oh yeah, uh, little t- yeah. You little can just get tahini, tahini and lemon juice, chickpeas, chickpeas, and Done. garlic. And yes. the secret yeah, yeah. is to actually boil the chickpeas for about 20 minutes before you use them to make it Agreed. smooth. Yeah, yeah. Meat. We used to make our own in Africa and it was it was bomb. Yeah. So that actually is probably, it's probably even cheaper to make it than it is to buy it already made in the store. And you can you can buy tinned, uh, tinned chickpeas that'll keep forever too. So yeah. in these apocalyptic times, you're all set. Yep. 
Another one for you? Um, yeah, another one for me. Nice, easy. Uh, lentil and black bean burritos. So you can also use brown rice instead of lentils. It. It's good, like, because lentils or brown rice, both are, dry, like, dry. Black beans, you can usually get in tins or dry, and then you just boil them. Uh, and then you put in some onion, you put in some seasoning, and you have that inside of a burrito. Um, you can also add, obviously, veg and cheese, and even if you want some meat, but it's really good as a, as a vegetarian. Um, and it's super dense. Like, you can have one burrito, and you'll be full for hours. Like, I used to have this when I was running a lot. Uh, it would be, like, my lunch, and then after two hours of it settling, I'd go for a jog, and I would feel great. Like, I had a lot of energy to burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, carb-heavy. Yeah. Um, something similar to that, and I actually switched up my list when you said that because I was inspired, um, mm. is fajitas. Because oh, yeah. fajitas are so easy to make, similar as well, like onion, pepper, and then like chicken. Yeah, um, yeah. Wrap it in a tortilla, and you can make it in bulk and have it for days, or I just put it over lettuce sometimes as like a taco salad, or put it over rice as like a salad, like a fajita bowl. It's very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, yeah, actually, diverse. it's very healthy if you do it right too. Like, it's yeah. if you don't need the the tortillas, it's like a salad with some chicken. It's yeah. great. Yeah, I was eating that uh, a lot when I was in Croatia, actually, because <laughs> me and my friend both are from the states, and we love Mexican food, and so we were literally making fajitas like twice a week. Love it. Well, my next one's my mom's specialty, uh, which I cannot make to save my life, so don't ask me. Um, pizza scones. So scones or scones are uh, a super popular, uh, more like a dessert, like a biscuit for an American, right? Like a sweet biscuit? Um, Is that how you describe it to people who have never had a scone before? No. So I would describe it as like what we would have, like uh, it wouldn't be a sweet biscuit it would because it would just be a biscuit. So we have like biscuits and gravy and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, but it's not sweet. The biscuit no, 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 is- but I'm saying a scone is sweeter than a biscuit. Uh, yeah, it can be. Not always. I've had like cheddar and um, jalapeno scones. Well, I'm talking about just the generic scone. Like uh, the one you have with jam and cream is usually more sweet than a biscuit from biscuits yeah. and gravy. Yeah. But it's but it's well, basically the same thing. For Americans that need to picture what a scone is, yeah. just picture the biscuits you get in biscuits and gravy that are slightly sweeter. Yeah, so a biscuit, obviously, but a pizza scone is not sweet, so in this case, it doesn't really matter. But well, basically, I know, that's you... why I was like, trying, why are you fighting me on this? Well, because <laughs> like, a lot of Americans don't know what a scone is, and, and a lot of Australians don't know what a biscuit is, so now they know it's they're very similar. But a pizza scone is amazing. It's basically roll out like dough like a pizza, put all the usual pizza, like marinara sauce or whatever you like to have on top, uh, and cheese, and like some Italian herbs, and then you basically roll it up into... Uh, like little scrolls almost yeah, and yeah. bake it it's so good it's like my one of my favorite things when i go home mum makes pizza scones and pumpkin scones and regular scones and like we have like a big like outdoor picnic lunch it's so good that sounds really good oh my god um, what i was gonna say though because for the americans that are listening to this if you haven't like like just think of biscuits the way i said with the biscuits and gravy because we do have scones in the states but they are not the same oh you do yes. what do you what do you guys have that are scones they're, I mean, they're similar. A lot of times they're triangular shaped and they're usually quite hard on the outside and then like slightly soft on the inside, but they're not the same, like at all. Oh, weird. I mean, I wouldn't say yeah. at all, like they're similar. They're just not what, they're not the same. They're not the same as the real scones from the UK. 
Interessante. Um, all right, my last one, because I did mention chips and salsa already, um, yep. is scrambles. So eggs, if you're able to find eggs in the store, we got like two packs of 36. <laughs> uh, oh, no, so we got, no, sorry, we got two packs of 18, so we got 36 eggs. But like scrambles, like any random shit left over in your fridge, any random mm. shit in your cupboard, like literally anything goes in an egg scramble. Nice, Spices, that sounds pretty good. Like leftovers from food and stuff like that. Throw it in the pan, throw some eggs in it, scramble it up, it'll be delicious. Hmm. So I think that's a good way to make use of shit that you have in your fridge and kind of make things a little bit different and interesting. Well, I'm going to go off book a little on my last one. I'm going to do uh, banana pancakes, mm. um, which not 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 quite what you'd expect though. So instead of using like dough or anything like mm-hmm. that, you can literally just use egg and banana. Yep. yep. And you mix okay, it all up nice. together and you cook it up and it tastes, you can still taste a little egg, I'll say that, but yeah. it tastes more like a pancake than an egg. and super easy to make it makes a lot in bulk if you've got a blender it's much easier to like churn it up but even if you just mash the banana into the egg mix Mm -hmm. uh, and it's really good it's much healthier than a than a regular pancake and with a little bit of syrup on top you won't even know the difference delicious i've actually had i have made those before and they are good like they're not don't expect like an actual fucking american fluffy pancake no it's not fluffy like a like a we um when we babysat for my nephew a couple of years ago in Vietnam, like my brother's anniversary, he spent the night, kept my poor wife up all night, and in the morning she's like, I'm gonna get up at six AM because that's when he was up and I'm gonna make banana pancakes. He's gonna love it. And she made them, she slaved away in the kitchen, he helped her make them, and he was three at the time. And she sat down with him and she's like, Okay, have a bite. He has a bite. He chews him for a bit and then goes and just spits it on the table. And I'm like, oh no, she spent a lot of time making that, mate. Just maybe try again. And he has one more try and goes, no, these are gross. And she, poor thing, sleep deprived and having slaved in the kitchen, it broke her heart. Wait, <laughs> so she, wait, hold on. So she made the banana and egg ones? She made the banana and egg ones and they were oh, delicious. Gotcha. Okay. But my, my nephew was just being a three-year-old. So like, just, it's like his favorite food in the world is a certain kind of cereal. But one morning he'll just be like, I don't like this food. And then the next morning he'll be like, I want that. And you're like, what is wrong with you? like kids are weird yeah i mean it is but like i get but the whole point you just said she slaved away in the kitchen but also you were just saying how the egg and banana ones are super easy to make oh i mean at six in the morning anything well yes of course um she was just like making making breakfast for my nephew who then refused to eat it (laughs) little shit (laughs) all right so that's it for food Um, uh send us your suggestions guys if you guys have some interesting foods that you've your apocalypse food yeah my friend that i'm staying with right now she's doing uh, a top chef thing with her friends so they're basically picking a theme and then they just have to use whatever is currently in their house and make something along with that theme and then um everyone will get judged on taste and appearance (laughs) (laughs) although wait maybe not taste creativity and appearance because they can't taste each other's food i think it's creativity and appearance so like how good it sounds and then what it looks like (laughs) So they're doing that, I think, tonight or tomorrow That's a nice idea. Yeah, yeah. kind of like a fun way to spice up the cooking from home thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so next we've got books. So for those that want to read and not spend all of their time glued to the TV. um, (laughs) I picked ones that I think are super interesting. None of mine are... Well, actually, I think one of them's fiction. But the rest... I'm, I'm not a huge fiction person. I'm more of like personal growth or um, biography, like autobiographical sort of things. Um, 
so yeah, so mine aren't like, I, I, these are books that I absolutely love and I think are entertaining and quick to digest. And so. Uh, see, I, I picked ones that were either relevant to the a whole world right now, like what's going on or yeah. were good time consumers. Although I have read one of yours, which I'll say when you read it out. Okay. I think I can guess which one. <laughs> so right. uh, my first one is the book Attached which is written by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. And it talks about the three different attachment styles that everyone has, which Mm -hmm. I've gotten into. I read it a couple of years ago, and I think I'm about to start reading it again because my friend has it. And it was so interesting the first time I read it. And so everyone in the world is, and it's based off of kind of your relationship with your mom, which is kind of weird, and they talk about why. But uh, either has secure attachment styles, anxious attachment styles, or avoidant attachment styles. I am an anxious avoidant, usually anxious unless someone is anxious with me, then I get avoidant, (laughs) Um, which is quite common, apparently. Um, And I've actually had quite a few conversations with people about this. Like anytime someone comes to me about like problems with friends, like it does, and it it is based more on romantic relationships in the book, but you can like atone it to basically any sort of interpersonal relationships. Hmm. Um. So I've brought it up a lot, like it's, uh, basically anytime any friend has ever come with me with any sort of relationship issue with a, with a family member or with a friend or with a romantic partner, um, this always seems to be relevant. And I think it's really interesting. And I think that it's very, uh, it makes you very self-aware. <laughs> uh, so nice. yeah, attached, I think it's a good recommendation. My first one is very relevant to today's topic. Um, it's The Stand by Stephen King. Uh, massive book, but fantastic. It's about a, a plague that sweeps across the world and kills most of the population. Mm. Um, it's fantastic. It's like his one of his better, one of his big epics. Uh, there's also like an old, like early '90s TV adaptation of it that's about four or six hours long, which is okay. It's um, called The Stand. The, the Stand, yeah, okay. it's really good. I it's, love um, Stephen King, and I've seen a decent amount of his stuff, um, but I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's great. the The show is old. Like, it's got Molly Ringwald and Rob Lowe in it. So, like, yeah, that but sort of I would love it. that. Like, have you ever seen The Storm, which is another it no. was like a a movie about a Stephen King book, and it's about this like, oh, no. weird guy with a cane that is possessed, and he like tries to abduct children. Um, and <laughs> anyway, never heard of that one. Um, it's got a lot of like it's it's got a lot of people kind of from the nineties. So this one sounds like eighties ish oh, okay. sort of people. <laughs> Um, I love yeah, yeah, it's the, the yeah, special the effects are fantastic. always kind of questionable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But the book's good. How long is it? Book is good. Oh, it's like seven hundred pages or something. It's yeah. it's hefty. It'll give you it'll um, be time consuming, man. Give you something to do with all the hours the end, of the day. F- fair warning: the ending sucks. Uh, Stephen <laughs> King has a problem with endings. <laughs> not that it's like it's just not a very good ending. He can't. He doesn't do endings well. Uh, poor Stephen. Um, but the book itself is worth the journey. And it's not like the ending ruins it. It's just kind of like, oh, that's the ending. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What's your number two? Uh, what I was doing while you were breeding. <laughs> this is the one I've read. Oh, really? Oh, I thought yeah, yeah. it was going to be the fifth one. Um, so, yeah, this book is written by Kristen Newman. Um, I haven't read it in years. I think it's been about five or six years. But I was thinking about rereading it again just because I do miss traveling And when I'm not traveling, it is a fun book to read to remind me of all of the fun, crazy antics 
and mm. stories I have from all of my past travels, but basically it's written by a comedy writer in LA. Um, it's like autobiographical. So it's all stories from her actual travels. So basically I think she's like 35 or 40 or something in the book. Yeah. 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 I think and, in her mid thirties. Yeah. And she starts and she's not married and like all of her friends are married and having kids. And so she basically during, you know, cause she's on the schedule of, um, you know, comedy sitcoms and stuff like that. She's a comedy writer. She, I think she wrote for How I Met Your Mother was one of the yeah. shows she worked on. And so she, you know, they have like three months kind of off season sort of thing and she goes traveling. And so it's just sharing a bunch of stories. And I think it's also a really good read for people that aren't like, you know, backpacking in their 20s <laughs> uh, because yeah. she is older. And so, and she's still staying in hostels or like things like that and still going out and having a good time. She has many sexual escapades which are quite entertaining as yeah. well <laughs> much, um, yeah <laughs> and it kind of just goes against like what you should be doing like i mean the name of the book is what i was doing while you were breeding so like while everyone else is doing what they should be doing and getting married and having kids and all of that stuff like you can still be 35 or 40 years old and go and doing all of these fun things and so i think it's a good book to be reading and like kind of get if you've always wondered if you're still allowed or still could travel in your thirties or backpack or, you know, it'd be like more adventurous and stuff like that or need a little push for when this is all over and the flight prices drop because they want to encourage people to move again. <laughs> Read this book for some inspiration. It reminded me a little bit of a, like a funnier version of wild by Cheryl. Strait. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a good way. That's inspiring. a very good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to change one of mine because I actually really want to mention a good travel one. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's Undress Me in the Temple of Heaven by Susan Gilman. <laughs> I love that uh, And it's about these two young, like fresh out of college girls, the writer and one of her friends who went to China in 1986. So right after China opened up. So it's Shanghai is like a shitty little fishing town. Uh, you know, the Great Wall isn't a tourist attraction yet. Um, so it's just a really fascinating glimpse into China before it had developed, before it became this global powerhouse. And it's, it's a funny book. So, and it's not a romance. Like the title makes it seem like undress me in the temple of heaven. Sounds yeah, very it sounds beautiful, like that's but it's happy. quite funny. Okay. No, it's, it's, it's funny. It's got romance. It's got some shocking stuff. It's just really interesting. And I guess it's relevant because China is, you know, where the coronavirus has its roots. Yeah. So there's a tangential link there. So and that's my second choice. And it's similar to the to the one I mentioned where it's like like so it's basically sharing it's, stories it's, about it's autobiographical. Yeah. It's I wouldn't say it's as funny, but it's autobiographical and it's it's really fascinating. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um right. so book number three for me is and this is definitely more for the ladies that are listening. I'm not sure many men would find this uh, or maybe it's just for me. It's one of my favorite books. It's called How to Be Parisian Wherever You Are. I have, as has been mentioned many times on this podcast, a fascination with French and French culture, and I wish I could speak it. I wish I could live there. I was just having a little virtual house party with my friend that lives in Nice, and he was like showing me his view out to the water, and he's in this beautiful house, and it's sunny, and I was like, I want to be in fucking Nice right now in a <laughs> quarantine, like sit on this balcony all day, and drink Aperol spritzes and look at the ocean. Like, that sounds amazing. Shit. Also, wait, sidetrack real quick. Do you remember, I mean, obviously you would remember, but you know Lydia, who we interviewed a couple episodes yeah, like back? several weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, she, was on the, she was our guest on the episode, um, When in Rome, Do the Romans. Um, so she's still in Morocco during this yeah. self-quarantine. And, and if you guys watch her stories, it's like, because everyone's encouraging her to come back to the state or Canada 
Um, and she's like, I'm safe here. I'm healthy here. Yeah. I'm happy here. Like, why am I going to leave this beautiful place where I'm like, I'm not leaving Georgia ocean. either. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be leaving Morocco if I was her. I wouldn't have left Croatia if I didn't have to come back and get this visa. Like yeah. if it wasn't for like needing to come to get this visa, I would have stayed in Croatia. That would have been mm. so much better. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, they're handling it really well here compared to Australia. So I'm not leaving. Yeah. So, but how to be Parisian wherever you are. It's written by four Parisian women. Um, and it's very interesting. I don't know how to describe how it's written. So every chapter, it's, I wouldn't even call them chapters. There's just like 20 or 30 sections. There's uh, different scenarios where it just talks about how like a Parisian woman would handle different things. Um, some parts are sto- So one's like about the first date and it's kind of written like a story, but like oh, okay. how a Parisian woman would like go on a first date. And then there's one about hosting a dinner party and then there's actual recipes in it. And there's like a recipe if you have all day and you need to um, impress some, someone or sorry, I'm drinking beer and I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's like rest, like, and then there's talking about raising kids and talking about basically it's like, it's self deprecating. Like they make fun of themselves a lot and how French women are a pain in the ass, but then they're also very proud of who they are. And like, mm. don't give a shit what anyone thinks sort of thing. And so I just love reading the book. I read it um, quite often. I can literally pick it up at any time and just reread different sections of it. And Damn. it's it's just quite fun. It's very light. And if you like French culture, then I recommend it. That's it. Nice. <laughs> uh, my number three, just this one's, very, I'm going to be quick. Uh, if you've got a lot of time, which a lot of us do right now, uh, the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan and Brendan Sanderson. It's a fourteen-book fantasy series. Wow. Uh, it's being made. It's being made into a TV show right now uh, for Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime next mm-hmm. year. Um, so it's a good time to get involved. It's like a <laughs> now's the time to read it and get through it because. Or so you can be one of those wankers who's like, well, in the book they did it a little differently, like they did with Game of Thrones. It's really good. The first book is a little bit cliched, but once he sort of, I think he had to be that way to get it published. And then uh-huh. once that happens, it becomes this sprawling epic, a lot of really strong female characters, some really fun uh, epic moments. Uh, I finally, I started reading it in high school and then like hit the last book that they had out at the time and then tried again in college, but again, hit the last book that was out. So finally they're all out now. The author actually died uh, before finishing it, which is why another guy had to finish the series for us. Um, But it's fantastic. It's a really good series. And with a show coming out, it's a good time to sort of familiarize yourself with it. So you can also be one of those book wankers. Yeah. Uh, What was it called again? Uh, The Wheel of Time series. What type of like Uh, sci-fi or it's fantasy, fantasy and i would put it it's not as gritty as game of thrones but not as like flowery and family friendly as say lord of the rings sort of somewhere in between so there's okay. there's battles and there's no dragons or elves or anything like that so that makes it like game of thrones but there's there's a lot more magic there's dragons um, in game of thrones yeah no no that's what i mean like dra- like a uh, bit like there's three you know whereas a lot of fantasy is elves and orcs and goblins this is just humans gotcha um but there is magic and so it kind of it's fun it's a really fun series um even if it's got a cliched kind of like chosen one must battle ancient evil to save the world kind of Mm -hmm. undertow yeah okay your number four yeah so number four so this one is a personal growth sort of thing it's called financially fearless and it's by alexa von tobel and i know we mentioned last week and a little bit this week like 
maybe this will be a wake up call for people to who have the ability to build a nest egg, mm -hmm. um, but just kind of haven't because they haven't really needed to. Um, you know, they've used their paycheck to, I mean, and I'm totally guilty of this, so I am not like passing any judgment at all. But, you know, we use our paycheck, our extra money to go out with friends or to travel or to sh mm -hmm. fucking shop or um, and don't really have a savings or a retirement or anything like that. And basically, it was this book and, and actually this act, the author I heard on a podcast that I'll mention later um, where she talks about kind of where you should be as a millennial financially by the time you hit 30. And I was not there at all. <laughs> and it was kind of like listening to her talk about it. And she's very straightforward with like numbers and facts. And like, you should have this percentage, this percentage, this percentage. Like, it's not like, oh, you know, you should do this and do that. Like, it's very straightforward, like with numbers and how to set budgets and savings and things like that. And very like how to guide on being financially responsible. Hmm. Um, and nice. hearing Very her handy. interview on the podcast, like I bought this book and then read this book and I've kind of not completely turned things around just yet. I mean, I'm definitely scared <laughs> of losing my job because I don't know how many months I'd be able to last without one. Um, mm. but I think, you know, there's a, quite a few people I know that have kind of had this wake up call of maybe being a little more financially responsible. And this book will tell you how you can do that in a very manageable way that doesn't mean like giving up your life and giving up any fun. Nice. And it's geared towards millennials, so. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So something that people should definitely pick up. Yeah. Um, my next one is The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Another post-apocalyptic one. Um, very dark. Uh, he also wrote <laughs> No Country for Old... He also wrote oh, No Country yeah. for Old Men. Uh, the Road also got made into a movie with Viggo Mortensen in it. Uh, I think which I've is seen it. quite good. It's fucking dark. Wait. Uh, it's not a, a light-hearted read. Did he it's go, about, does like, he go through, like, a the desert? World. Yeah, yeah, it's him and a boy. Yeah, I think I have uh, seen walking. that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's good post-apocalyptic. It's dark. It's kind of like a, a worst-case scenario for what could happen if shit keeps going south. If people so, don't fucking stay inside be, like uh, they should. If you want to be depressed, read The Road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to be right. depressed during this very tense time, read this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Read that and then read The Stand and then come back to me. <laughs> if you haven't killed yourself already. <laughs> um, all right my last number five list is the alchemist by paulo coelho i can't believe this is the one i've I tried to read that you bored the like shit it? out of me so oh my no God, bored I me senseless it. i know so many people that love it as well no I that and the godfather they're book. my two cultural blind spots i just they, they both bore me senseless okay well don't listen to him guys he's wrong <laughs> <laughs> the alchemist is a great book and especially if you're someone i think that loves traveling um and it's about this kid that's been granted this mission and he has to walk across this desert and find this alchemist. And I mean, it's been a few years since I've read it. Um, Paulo Cahello, I think in my opinion is a great writer. He's got another book out called hippie and, um, what's the other one that's really popular. He's got a few really quite popular books and they're all pretty travel centric, but they're fiction. Um, mm. so if you're missing traveling right now, I think he's a good author to jump on board with. And this is a good book to start. Okay. Well, maybe I'll give it another shot. I haven't tried to read it since the mid 2000s. So maybe, maybe it'll grow on me. <laughs> My absolute last one is uh, Oryx and Crake by Margaret Atwood. Have you read that one? Nope. 
Oh, so she wrote uh, The Handmaid's Tale, yep, okay. which obviously is hugely popular. Oryx and Crake, in my opinion, is much better than The Handmaid's Tale, at least as a book. Uh-huh. I didn't like The Handmaid's Tale as a book. It's, again, post-apocalyptic, set in the future. Uh, not, I wouldn't say it's like super sci-fi, though. Like It's more about the, the people who have survived. Uh, but it does have elements sort of showing how the world could get quite a bit darker if we keep being so consumer-driven, being so capitalist, being so hedonistic and stuff like that. Uh, and it's the first of a trilogy. Um, Oryx and Crake, though, it reads well alone, but if you want to, there's two more books afterwards as well. Okay. Um, and it's fantastic. It's I think it's much better than The Handmaid's Tale as a book. Cool. Um, would be, yeah, yeah, so that's my last one. All right. Um, so TV shows, I'm going to blow through mine quite quickly. Um, Me too. Because, so my first top three, and I've been recommending this to everyone right now, is The Stranger, Safe, and The Five. And there are three shows that are on the US Netflix right now. I know that The Stranger and Safe are on the UK and European Netflix, but The Five isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all written by Harlan If you've got Coben. a VPN, they're on wherever you are. Yeah. <laughs> they're all based off books written by Harlan Coben. And... Um, they are just incredible. They're all very like crime, twisty crime things. Like there's constantly, like every episode you're left on a cliffhanger once you're about three episodes in. And then um, the ending is like, you cannot predict the ending on any of them. And it's all like, everything just kind of comes together in the last episode. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? Like you feel like you have whiplash. The five, unfortunately is only available in the US Netflix, but that one I think has the twistiest of endings so far. So if you have a VPN, find it watch it last right yeah but watch it last i want i would recommend watching safe first then the stranger then the five that's the order of worst to best but they were all really Mm -hmm. good um and yeah harlan coben i just found out he's got a 14 book deal with netflix so there will be many more coming out and i'm so excited (laughs) um i'll blow through three of mine really quickly too then just these are just good like bingeable shows with like sort of denser themes. So first one is Chernobyl, which was huge last year. I know, I haven't um, watched that. But I've heard oh my God, things. it's so good. It's so good because it's not just about Chernobyl, it's about the problems that arise when governments are more obsessed with their own well-being. perception abroad uh, oh, than they yeah. are with the well-being of people. Yeah. So Chernobyl obviously is about covering up uh, the whole yeah. Chernobyl meltdown. And that's really relevant because right now you've got China covering up coronavirus for ages and then you've got governments in Australia, the US and the UK who are doing the like who are not doing what they should do because they don't want to have to deal with bad poll numbers. Yeah. Um, so that's really good. Uh, number two is The Outsider, which is on HBO. Uh, it's a 10-part Stephen King one. Okay, another Stephen uh, King. Fantastic. It's like a crime fiction with supernatural elements. Okay. Uh, it is really Love good. Love me some uh, crime it's... fiction, like crime. Yeah, yeah. Twisty, like obviously there's some crime. supernatural because it's, it's Stephen King. Yeah. But it's it's fantastically done as well. And uh, my last one uh, is Peaky Blinders, which is a I UK show. That. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love it. Um, I'm on season two right now, but um, there's five seasons of that, and it's about like a, a like a crime gang in 19 I want to say 30s, 20s and 30s London. Mm-hmm. So right after World War One. Uh, it's got a terrific cast: Cillian Murphy, Tom Hardy, yeah, jeez. Uh, Aiden Gillen. I just um, couldn't get into it, but maybe I'll give it a try. It, maybe that needs to be the it, next show I watch. And then, we'll and it could it. be like Breaking Bad. Like I know a lot of my guy friends adore Breaking Bad, but a lot of my female friends, including my wife, just could not get into it. So it could just be I that it's more that strongly. Either. 
Yeah, it's very much... I mean, most of the main characters are men. There are female characters, but the main character is in the end, and it's very manly, yeah. so that could be part of the problem. So All right. three. Number four for me is Dead to Me. Have you watched this yet? Is that the one with Christina Applegate? Yes. And Oh, yeah, that was really good. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I love that, and I think that's a great bingeable show to watch on Netflix right now, and they're getting ready to make the... They're either already made it, or they're getting ready to make the second series, so catch up now nice. because it's fucking good and it's very kind of it's comedic but it's like kind of drama dark as well nice. um, yeah yeah i really enjoyed it it was a lot of fun uh, and it had some twists in it which is good yeah so dead to me christina Applegate on me. netflix uh my next one i'll do something light-hearted and very bingeable is uh community so this was on, I want to say it was NBC as a sitcom. It's the guy who made Rick and Morty has sent, this is what he started his TV stuff on. Really fun sitcom, but very zany, very meta. Uh, it's got six seasons and there's talk of a movie. Um, but it's, it's a, 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 like a thinking man sitcom. So there's no laugh track. It's a lot of like uh, TV and movie and book references. Uh, one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, and it's, yeah, really bingeable. And I think it's coming to Netflix. And in the meantime, it's on Hulu. Cool. Yeah. Number five. Uh, okay, my last one is The Hookup Plan, which is on Netflix. Uh, it's a French show, so you have to be willing to read the subtitles unless you speak French. Um, mm -hmm. But it's about, it's kind of like a more, okay, so it's quite funny. So it's three girls and three guys, um, but it's mostly about the three girls. And one of the girls is going through a really bad breakup, so her friends decide to get her a hooker, but she doesn't know about it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, so they hire this guy to, like, take her out on some dates and basically sleep with her because they want her to get over a breakup. And so it's really funny. It's also very, like, the way that they just talk to each other, like, it's very French. Like, they just say whatever's on their mind. They can kind of be bitchy, but they just laugh it off. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's very French, but it's hilarious. And then, of course, she falls for the hooker. So then of course, tell her, and <laughs> it's a whole thing. Um, there's two series of that on Netflix, nice. and if you don't mind reading subtitles, it's and it's got a fucking great soundtrack. Sweet, I'll have to check that out. That's the um, TV show. My, oh no, you have a last one. My last one. My last one. I'm going to be quick. It is uh, 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 Outlander. So this is probably more directed at, at a lot of girls. It's a very popular one with with women. Really? I quite enjoy it as well. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's not. It's not really a man show. Uh, but it's one of those ones that it's not bad. Like I can watch it with my wife and I'm still enjoying it. I've never even uh, heard of it. It's about a woman. Oh my God. It's like a popular sort of semi-fantasy romance series. Really? Uh, yeah. So a woman from like 19, I want to say it's after World War One or two. Can't remember. She goes through like standing stones in Scotland, like touches them and disappears and emerges in like Scotland during the height of the whole Bonnie Prince Charles war. So when the Highlanders were fighting against the British and obviously she can't get back to her own time. She falls in love with a strapping, handsome Highlander. She's there for a lot of battles, the intrigues of like French politics. Uh, in season five, they're in the US, like right before the Civil War. Um, it's really good. Like uh, it's definitely more for girls than guys, but there are some really good battle scenes and some violence. A lot of nudity, both male and female, some very long, detailed sex scenes. Um, <laughs> I'm here for but that. But it's, it's a really good show. It works for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's a popular series of books with, with ladies as well. Uh, but the TV show is on stars. Okay. Um, and on it's on Netflix in a lot of countries, but not in the US. I think the US only has season one. But if I switch my VPN off to like 
be where I actually am. Mm-hmm. It's got all seasons, and every new episode as it comes out is appearing. So. Okay. It's good. It's not one of my favorite shows, but if you're looking for a bit of escapism right now and like a little bit of, you know, a little bit of va va voom, there's <laughs> so much, so much sex. Holy shit. They have some detailed sex. Like the woman who wrote it must just be a horn dog. Um, but yeah, well, great show. Well, you know what? There's a big theory going around. I think it was Dan Savage that said this. Like, men and women mm-hmm. want sex just as much as each other. It's just women don't feel as safe to present themselves in that yeah. way. So, well, that's fair. You know yeah. what? She probably is a horn dog. Good for her. And power to her, because I mean, <laughs> I wish I could make a lot of money writing very sexy stories about a fantasy about banging Cleopatra, but it's not going to happen for me. Yeah. Um, okay, so movies. Yeah, so I just watched this one um, the other day with my friend that I'm staying with, the Lincoln Lawyer. Um, oh yeah, with so, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, have you seen it? I have not. No, I just I just know movies. Yeah, so it's kind of it's again back to the whole twisty crime thing. Um, yeah. So like it's kind of who done it? Did he do it? How are they gonna prove whether he did it or not? All that sort of stuff. So Lincoln Lawyer is on Netflix. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna go with something that you can watch and like kill a whole day with, which is the extended Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, you could just watch the regular one. They're on Netflix now, but if you want to get really immersed in the world of Tolkien, you can watch for 12 hours. Uh, and if you really want to go crazy, you can watch for almost 24 if you get the three extended Hobbit movies as well. I've never watched them. Um, Oh dude, the Lord of the Rings movies are terrific. The Hobbit, eh, missable. Uh, but the Lord of the Rings ones were some of my favorite movies of all time. And this is the perfect time to sit and watch all three of them back to back. (laughs) Number two. Uh, when Harry met Sally, I just love that movie, and it's a good Cute. kind of story on whether guys and girls can be friends. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I like that one. That's a classic. It is a classic movie, and it's on Netflix, and I think it's a good kind of conversation starter because they bring up a lot of different things from a guy's perspective and a girl's perspective. So if you watch it with a partner, um, or even with just friends or something like that, I think it's a good it's a good movie. Nice. Um, my next one's a nice easy one. Uh, also lighthearted. It's uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, which is by, it's a New Zealand film by Taika Waititi, who's just done, geez, what didn't he do? He just did the new Thor movie. He did Jojo Rabbit, which he just got uh, an Academy Award for the screenplay for. He does What We Do in the Shadows, which is a TV series and a movie. Uh, but Hunt for the Wilder People is adorable. It's um, about like a boy in the foster system uh, in New Zealand, but it's kind of got like, it's very witty and a little bit dark. It's just a fantastic feel-good movie. And Taika Waititi is super talented. Uh, so if you liked Thor Ragnarok or Jojo Rabbit or What We Do in the Shadows, you're going to love this one as well. Cool. Um, what was that on? Uh, I don't know where you can find that. It'll be on Amazon Prime or HBO or Netflix for sure. I just don't know which one. I haven't seen it online in a while. Okay. Um, my third one is Nothing to Hide, which is on Netflix. And again, this is a French movie, so there's subtitles, but I really like the premise of it. Um, so basically it's a dinner party with a bunch of couples and they make a decision to, which takes some people convincing to do it, which kind of like makes you like, hmm, um, to put all of their phones face up in the middle of the table during dinner. And if any notification mm-hmm. or the phone rings or a text message or an email or anything comes through, then they have to read it out loud to everyone at the table. 
Oh. And it's a bunch of couples. So then obviously some things start coming up. Some shit. Um, some shit whether work related stuff or affair related stuff or family related stuff and shit goes down and then they're all stuck in like this house together at this dinner party. Um so oh, I think tense. it's very it's funny and but also like and it also makes you think like shit if every time my phone went off and I had to read it out loud, like what would that be like? Um so it's called <laughs> Nothing to Hide and it's on Netflix. Nice. Um, my next one is going to be Train to Busan. Um, so obviously, uh, Parasite, which is a South Korean film, just won Best Picture. Uh, this is another fantastic South Korean film, uh, so you will need to read subtitles. Um, but it's a zombie movie set on a high-speed train from Seoul to Busan. <laughs> it is. It's amazing, though. It's not. It's not like. It's not super gory. I mean, it is, but it's not like a totally you know violent action movie like Walking Dead or dawn of the dead mm-hmm. um and it's got quite a cool message because you gotta remember south korea doesn't have guns so it's not like a bloody it's like they no one has any weapons they're on a train yeah uh it's fantastic really tense and it's got a sequel coming out uh later this year actually um so it's it's terrific so get it i wouldn't in now. say it's good yeah and it's on netflix cool yeah okay so this one isn't free right now you do have to pay to rent it on amazon but I just had my friend that I'm staying with watch it, and it's so funny. She really enjoyed it. Um, I've had quite a few people I've made watch it. It's called A Good Old Fashioned Orgy. <laughs> and <laughs> it is with Jason Sudeikis, Lake Bell, like a lot of people oh. that you know. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of actors that you know are in it. You just wouldn't, like, a lot of people just haven't heard of it. And I don't know why, because it's fucking yeah, hilarious. Yeah. But it's about this guy whose family owns a house in the Hamptons. So him and his, all of his college friends who are still friends living in New York um every weekend they go to the hamptons and they throw these big epic parties with big Mm. themes like that basically his dad decides that he's going to sell the house and so they decide they have to do like one last blowout and instead of having some big big party they decide to just have just their small group of friends uh and they decide to set up an orgy (laughs) oh my god okay i need to find this yeah it's on amazon i think it's 3.99 in the u.s but you might be able to download it or free stream it somewhere i'll pay for it i'll pay for yeah, it hollywood we paid for it um, but it is so funny and basically so like it's the two guys that have like organized it in the group so jason sudeikis and like his little sidekick like well it's basically all of them like getting prepped for it so like watching porn and like going to the doctors to all get like std checks and like going to the gym to work out and then they pick a theme and it's just fucking hilarious so i think that is a great movie to you know, make people laugh and enjoy. Nice. Uh, my next one is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, I've still never which, seen this. Oh my God, it's so good. It's about uh, a breakup. Yep. Um, it's got Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet in it, yep. uh, written by Charlie Kaufman. So it's kind of cerebral, a bit of a mindfuck. Uh, and the basic premise is that there's a technology that lets you erase memories of certain people. So after a breakup, this guy goes in to get memories of his ex yeah. removed. And then most of the movie takes place inside his head as he realizes subconsciously that he doesn't want to forget about her. And so it's like this thing where like scenes are falling apart around him while he relives their whole relationship. Um, it's gorgeous. One of my favorite movies of all time. And it's on Netflix. Okay. Maybe I'll finally watch that because I've had quite a few people oh, be like, I can't so believe good. you've never seen that. It's so good. Yeah. All right. Um, my last Lucky one last? is Booksmart. 
um, which won a bunch of awards. It's on Hulu right now. It's about these two girls who basically did everything right in high school and got accepted to super cool universities. Oh. And then yeah, yeah, they yeah. realized that, like, also the kids that partied also got into good schools. Like, you didn't have to be, <laughs> like, studying 24-7 and, like, not allowing yourself to have fun in high school just because you wanted to get into a good school because you can still have fun and still get into a good school, blah, blah, blah. So they decided that they're going to have one last night before graduation and go to all of these parties and a bunch of shit happens. And it's a good, like, women, uh, or, like, female, strong female, like, women-powered feminist sort of movie. Um, mm-hmm. The two main characters are, like, very strong feminist girls. Um, but it's hilarious, and the different people... And it reminded... It took me back to high school. <laughs> like, um, just all of the insecurities and all of the people, like, acting all the different ways and... I don't know. It was a very, very, very good movie. It was funny. It was entertaining. And I highly mm. recommend it. And it's free on Hulu right now. Nice. Um, my last one then is going to be uh, an Australian film, uh, Lantana. Uh, and it is a, it's from 2002, uh, but it's like a crime fiction, like a tense, you know, uh, not like a cop and robber style one, but like the effect of a crime on a small community. Uh, got a lot of like Australia's biggest actors from the time. It's really well done, and it's on uh, Amazon uh, Prime. What was it called? Really good. Love it. Uh, Lantana. L A N T A N A. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. It's and it's it's aged pretty well. I watched it relatively recently. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. One category, two categories to go. Let's power through the games one because I feel like that's a nice, easy. Just go get this. Yeah. Well, mine, well, 1424 is the first one I recommend, which I feel like you can play virtually if you're smart about it. Everyone just needs six dice. And if you know how to play, it's a really fun game, but it's also really easy to learn. Um, but I don't want to have to explain how to play it now, but it's a fun dice game. You just need six dice and you usually bet money um, to play. You don't have to, obviously, if you're playing virtually. But if you are in quarantine with a friend or a couple friends or flatmates or whatever, um, it's a fun game to play, but it's called One Four Twenty Four, and you can probably Google nice. it the rules. I'll or if you're in India, nice fun... sorry, real quick. Or if you're in India, they might call it Caitlin because my friend Jenny taught everyone that she met when she was traveling through India how to play it, but she couldn't remember the name of it, so she just kept calling it Caitlin. <laughs> so now <laughs> I imagine that somewhere in India, everyone plays this dice game called Caitlin. <laughs> nice. Um, I'll do a, a like a fun board game slash card game. Like sort of thing as well then uh i'm gonna start with unstable unicorns um yeah, which is I a really like fun talked ca- about this before i've heard of it before. it's a really fun card game it's kind of like a deck building game so you draw cards and you like build a little army of unicorns but it's obviously a party game so it's not complicated yeah um but there's a lot of opportunity for backstabbing and a lot of opportunity for like laughing out loud at the weird cards it's just it's it's fun it's only like 20 ducks 20 bucks 20 ducks. on amazon <laughs> 20 bucks. 20 bucks on Amazon. It's really good. It's a lot of fun. All right. Number two is quick for me. Scrawl. I've mentioned it before. So I bought this for my sister-in-law. For Did she Christmas. like it? Did you guys play? Uh, I haven't. Well, I wasn't home, so I haven't actually seen her since then. So I'll have to play it with them when I get this back. This is a good quarantine game. If you're stuck inside with like a group of people, it'd be so much fun. Um, or you might be able... I mean, but see, everyone would have to have the game if you did it virtually. But yeah. Um, Scrawl is just a fucking great game. So especially if you've got, it'd have to be a house full of, like you can't, you don't want kids playing this. So, <laughs> um, adults only. All right. Uh, I have one that kids can play. Um, it's called Colt Express. So Colt, like the, the firearm or like a, a horse. 
Uh, and it's basically, uh, it's a really fun board game uh, where you and the other players are trying to rob a stagecoach or a train, uh, sorry, a train in the Wild West. Okay. So each of you each of you has a character, like you could be the sharpshooting, you know, buxom damsel or the law or the like... Could you be the, the madam? Uh, I think you could be. I don't know. There's like a, a Native American character. I mean, there's no like implication that you're a madam the girl is a pretty girl the guy is like there's a mexican guy a native american guy a chinese character like a good old-fashioned cowboy each one has slightly different abilities Mm -hmm. Um, but what makes it really cool is each turn you play your action face down and it forms a pile and at the end of the the round that's when you reveal everything piece by piece so you don't know what the other players are doing and it kind of plays out like a movie because like it'll like as you flip through everyone moves and does their actions whether it's shooting or looting a a carriage or punching someone Uh it's it's so much fun it's a lot of fun all right is that and that's you have to buy it though right that's yeah you have to buy that it's like i think 30 dollars or 40 dollars but it's it comes with like a fully assemblable cardboard train and all the pieces it's really cute okay cool um okay so this connect four (laughs) it's such a simple i love fucking playing that game and uh, i know a lot of people that own it i own it in my house in london but i think you can play it online as well um i'm certain you could i feel like that's a fun game to play uh i'm gonna throw out dungeons and dragons uh it's super easy to play all you need is pen paper and dice and you can play it online uh over skype over discord over sites like roll 20 uh, and it's a great sort of form of escapism. So I run a game every Sunday and I run a game every Thursday. Oh. So I'm running three t- total at the moment. It's a lot of fun. It's like getting a group of people together, being heroic, um, you know, whether it's fighting orcs or dragons or delving dungeons. It's just a lot of fun and it's super easy to do because a lot of the resources are free online. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my next one. Do you want to shout out when you do those and people can join you? <laughs> no, fuck. I have. I'm the. I'm DMing for uh, seventeen people already. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, across those three games, that's all the time I have. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, heads up, everyone knows this game, and if everyone has it on their phone, I feel like this is something fun that you could do virtually. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I was throwing that out there as a suggestion. I love Heads Up. I think it's such a fun game, and you can buy all the different themed packs. So you can have like the yeah, adults yeah. only one, you can have one for kids, you can have, you know, acting out, speaking, describing, all the different types of things. So I think that's one that can be hours of entertainment. Nice. Uh, my next one is a PC game, but you can get it on Switch uh, on your phone as well. It's called Stardew Valley. Um, and basically it's super relaxing. You inherit a farm and you can grow this farm. It's kind of, It's like, not like Farmville, it's less commercial it's just super cute it's got relaxing music you hang out in this little town you do little quests for people you can go into the mines to hunt for treasure or you can just build your farm you can raise animals go fishing it is the most relaxing game ever okay what was it called stardew valley star it's like twenty dollars yeah it's like twenty dollars i think on and it's on switch ios android steam it's (laughs) <laughs> yeah 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 oh it's so good though and he keeps releasing free updates for it all the time so it's always getting new stuff at it all right i've changed my last one because you have just inspired me with the one that you just mentioned mm-hmm. um so i um discovered my sister actually has these games and i can't remember what the company is that creates them there's a bunch of different apps that you can download all made by the same company and they're basically kind of like escape group games Oh. Um, so you know how like you go into an escape room, you just have to like look around and find things that might be clues and like solve different puzzles and all that stuff. So basically you do that 
in this app. It like there's I think there's about twenty different games that you can download and they're free. Oh, cool. Um, and I'm in one called Carnival right now, and I've been playing it for hours and hours. Like, it takes ages even to just get through one. And oh. you move into different areas of the carnival, and you can't leave that area until you've solved the whole puzzle. Um, so it's like, if you like escape rooms in real life, then you would like this game. And you can download it on oh. Google Play and iOS, and I'm pretty sure they're free. Um, Perfect. So I will sh- figure out the name of the guy who creates them, because I think if you search that, then you can find all of them. Um, oh, right, the right, right. But the one that I'm playing right now is called Carnival, and it's quite fun. Nice. I might check that out. Yeah. Um, my last one is free. Um, it's it's an online game, like, like an MMO. Yeah. So you play with other people online. Uh, Lord of the Rings Online. So if you like Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, uh, you get to explore that whole world. Um, the game itself is free up to level 30, but for the next month and a half, they're giving the whole thing away for free for that six weeks. Oh, nice. Um, so you can, yeah, so you can go on and play, and if you like it, after that, you can pay to add expansions or not. But it's just, a, I think it's a cool initiative. Like, uh, so I've got a friend who has never paid for it, but he likes the idea of playing. And so this month, we're going to play together uh, just because he can finally. Yeah. Um, and it's just really fun. It's very relaxing. Like, J.R. Tolkien created such a beautiful, like, pretty world. And it's fun to be able to walk around in it and do some... Feel like you're like, in it and involved. Yeah, whether you're fighting enemies or whether you're really interested in just building and designing a really nice house. It's it's a very relaxing kind of bit of escape. Cool. Yeah. All right, and the last section of things that we're going to discuss on this episode is podcasts. How appropriate. Yeah. Um, so... We'll quickly go through these and then we'll discuss the kind of future of what comes with baggage. <gasps> um, so my first one is my favorite podcast. I could literally listen to it all day, every day is Armchair Expert. Um, mm-hmm. It's with Dax Shepard and his co-host Monica Padman and they interview celebrities, uh, comedians mostly, actors and actresses and things like that. But then occasionally they uh, interview experts. So like psych- mm-hmm. psychologists and um, different people. Basically, the whole point of the podcast is to talk about life, why we do the things we do, why we act the things we do. A lot of the celebrity ones are really interesting because they tell stories or things that they've gone through, and it just really really humanizes them. I think I've talked about it before on here, but I cannot Mm -hmm. stress it enough. But then also, kind of a little side thing, under the Armchair Expert name, so it's in the same thread of episodes, they've done a little spinoff series called Jess and Monica Love Boys. So Monica, who hosts armchair expert with Dak Shepard has started her own little 10 part series and they release it like once a month. So it's in the same thread of armchair expert episodes, but you'll see the different parts. Um, basically Hmm. Jess is her gay friend and they both want to be in relationships. So they have every episode, they have different experts come on and talk about things that they're going through in their life. What's prevented them from getting in relationships. And then every episode they have challenges they have to do. And then oh, cool. so it's quite entertaining, especially for if you're interested in like the relationship part of things. Um, hmm. So Armchair Expert and then side up side series in that same thing as Jess and Monica Love Boys. <laughs> nice. Um, my one is Hardcore History. Uh, oh, so if you like, good, good it's podcast. so good. Like there, it's like a guy who just loves history. He's not like an academic, so it's very easy to, to sink your teeth into. Episodes are long, sometimes three hours, and sometimes the topic. Uh, uh, Dan, uh, God, what's his last name? Okay, no, Dan, I was just Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin. Thinking it might have been someone else. Uh, 
ahead. No, no, it's it's fantastic though. So he does an episode on World War One, for example, and it's I think four parts, so it's like twelve hours in all. But it's not dull at all. Like he really goes into things in like a in a layman's terms. Yeah. Uh, and I've learned a lot from it. When I was hiking the Kamano Kodo in Japan, I would just listen to this while I hiked. Uh, he's got ones on ancient history, modern history, uh, famous like uh, figures like Alexander the Great yeah. or Genghis Khan. Really good, uh, terrific. Like, and there's so many episodes. You've got a lot of listening to do. Cool. Yeah. Um, you up podcast? I've mentioned on here before. I love that one. It is a millennial modern dating podcast, and it has it's mm-hmm. hosted by a comedian, Jared Freed, and uh, a woman who owns basically one of the co-owners of the company Betches. Um, which is huge on like, it's a millennial women kind of company. Um, but their podcast you up is people write in, people share stories. And if you're someone that's navigating through being single in this time, they just did an episode love in the time of coronavirus and we're discussing what it's like to be single during this time and like being on the apps and all that stuff. And then they were also discussing being in quarantine with your partner and all of the different things. Oh, um, yeah, China's divorce rate has like skyrocketed oh, yeah. after the quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone was just telling me, I was FaceTiming with one of my friends the other day and her and her, her mom and her stepdad just decided they were going to separate and mm, they gave themselves each like two months or something to them to sort out like what they're going to do to like, who's going to move out and like to find a place and stuff like that. And then this happened. And so now they're like full on quarantined with each other. Oh no. Um, so yeah, so you up podcast, it's really, really funny and it's really relatable whether you're in a relationship, like there's people that listen to it that are married, that are like, everyone deals with relationships. And so whether you're yeah. in a relationship, you're single, you're married, whatever, it's relatable and it's entertaining. So highly recommend. Nice. Uh, my next one is the adventure zone. Uh, so this is a group of comedians. Uh, it's the McElroy brothers and their father and they play like role playing games. So they play Dungeons and Dragons in the first season. After that, they switch it up. Um, but obviously because they're comedians and they're all related, it's just a lot of fun. It's very lighthearted, very silly. Um, although they also tell really good stories. Like they've actually made an effort to have like a strong narrative. So it started out as just a laugh, but a lot of people now like tune in to see like what happens in this, you know, season long narrative they're telling. Uh, it's terrific. Uh, another side one that people love is critical role, which is massive right now. Uh, it gets a lot of celebrities on, uh, it has a TV show coming out. Uh, it's very polished. Like, I don't like it as much. Uh, I think the Adventure Zone is a lot more fun. Critical Role is a lot more... It's still fun. It's just not my style. Okay. Um, but if, you, if you're interested in learning a bit more about RPG, the Adventure Zone, or Critical Role. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go out of order just because... Uh, That's fine. Yeah. So life... I've been doing that all night. Life is short with Justin Long. Um, so after Justin Long, he has a lot of his, you know, famous friends come on yeah, and yeah, they talk um... about life and it's comedic, but also relatable and entertaining. And, um, I just think it's, it's really well done, uh, the way that they I think I'd struggled. I think I'd struggled to listen to his voice for a whole podcast. Oh my God. I love it. Oh, well, I so the reason, the way I discovered it is because he was on armchair expert and he was telling uh... the story about when he was filming a movie in the South in like the middle of nowhere and he is really self-conscious about people thinking that he thinks he's better than everyone because he does it but he like he gets really self-conscious that people like um so if anytime like basically they met these guys at a bar and um they were like 
giving him a hard time, like, oh, the famous guy here, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, 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 I'm just like you guys. Like, let's have some shots, blah, blah, blah. And then they ended up basically drugging him with PCP, and he ended up jumping out of their car and got run over, like, <laughs> on his leg. But yeah, you would never hear this stuff normally. <laughs> but, like, Fuck this hey. is, like, when he was filming a movie, like, five years ago in the South. Holy and shit. And so he was talking about that and then like mentioned this podcast so i started listening to this one and it's called life is short with justin long and it's it's good so give it nice one. uh my number three is nerdist uh which is it's got a couple of a trio of comedians uh chris hardwick who hosts talking dead and a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff on tv as well um each week they have a guest on whether it's a uh, an actor a comedian an mma fighter a designer um and they'll have them on and they talk about like all things geeky, whether like it could be science related, it could be video games, comic books, whatever the topic that the person's really interested in. But obviously they're comedians, so it's a lot of fun, and they get some huge actors on there. They've had John Lithgow. Um, yeah, John Lithgow. I mean, I think Tom Hanks was on there. I could be wrong. It's been a few years since I've listened. I used to religiously listen mm-hmm. though, um, and it's just it's really enjoyable because they talk about all elements of geek culture. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was on and did a fascinating episode as well. It's just a lot of fun. Cool. Nerdist. Um, okay, number three for me. Um, or sorry, number four for me. And it's no longer running, but the two, they have two seasons, and it's still on uh, iTunes and probably on Spotify, but it's called When's Happy Hour. And it interviews a bunch of people who have started basically a bunch of entrepreneurs, like millennial entrepreneurs, and how they started their businesses, mm-hmm. how they made them big. Um, and it's just really inspiring. So now, like for a lot of people that are quarantined, like can't work or are working from home and like have passion projects they want to get off the ground, I think it'd be really inspiring to listen to. Um, nice. So, yeah. And that's actually how I heard of Alexa Von Tobel, who's the one that wrote the book I mentioned earlier, Financially Forward or Financially Fearless. Oh, okay. Uh, she came on to talk about it's not just entrepreneurs. It's also, I mean, she did start an investment company, but it's basically talking about like how you can improve your life and. Um, just things that millennials need to be aware of business-wise, work-wise, and it's called When's Happy Hour. When's Happy Hour. All right. Um, My number four is Doug Loves Movies. Um, So this is like a group of comedians again. I think I've Uh, heard of this one. Yeah, Doug Benson is like a a stoner comedian. He's very big in like that sort of 420 culture. Uh, He hosts and he has two teams of comedians and basically... It's like, uh, how well do you know movies if I give you very obscure hints and I read you the cast list backwards, so from the lowest oh build. Uh, so, like, they bid. So, like, one person might be like, I can do it in three names. Yes. And then one person might be like, I can do it in negative one. So not only will I name the movie, I'll tell you who the top build actor is. Um, but obviously they're all comedians, so it's hilarious. It's filmed live uh, at the Upright Citizens Brigade yeah, Theatre okay. in LA. Uh, so it's always funny. He gets a lot of great guests on whether they're obscure comedians that you now realize you love or sometimes they'll be like pretty big name actors um it's terrific it's a lot of doug fun and i'm definitely gonna listen to doug that loves one. movies yeah it's hilarious do you want to do number four or your, i'll your do last one? i'll do my last one as well yeah my last one is lore so that's l-o-r-e not lore as in rules uh <laughs> and it is uh he basically each episode is about either a, a folklore tale a myth uh, urban legend or like a mysterious thing that's happened in the past like a, a murder that they never solved uh, and it's got a great kind of spooky atmosphere he has a really great way of describing things and each episode yeah so he does episodes on bigfoot or the jersey devil all the way to things like serial killers or a family that was found butchered and they never figured out who killed them 
Um, so it's not something to listen to right before you go to bed. But if you're someone uh, that likes the true crime podcasts and things like that, it definitely yeah be yeah something you would and like. yeah yeah exactly. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a sixth one really quickly. I'm not gonna describe it. Just go look it up. Uh, my dad wrote a porno. Oh my god, yes, it's amazing. I can't believe I forgot about yeah, that one. I, that's probably I can't my believe I forgot one. it either. Everyone go look it up. It's probably my number one as well. One. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Just it, you don't even no, need us to tell you about tell it. It's called about My Dad it. Wrote Just a Porno. Go listen to it. 100%. Go listen to it right now and then come back and blink, <laughs> blink a lot. All right, um, last one, last lucky one, last. I think ours. Like so, obviously, right now Aww. no one's traveling and no one's consuming a lot of travel. <laughs> stuff right now oh god no. and i get My that because it ghostly. makes you miss kind of if you can't travel but you kind of get sad that you can't travel and you don't want to listen to people talking about traveling um but if you are someone that has been listening and enjoys our podcast but you still need to catch up we are going to be taking a break while all of this is going on um we may still be recording episodes we just aren't going to release them so we can kind of build up a a library, a library of them um but we but yeah, so this is your chance to go back, listen to old episodes, listen to ones that you may have missed. Yeah. And then um, we'll keep you guys informed on all of our social channels on when we're going to be back. And um, hopefully we'll be back and better than ever. Um, For season three. Yeah. So <laughs> leave us, rate, review, subscribe, airdrop it to friends, tell your friends about it. Now's the time to get the word out there. And we will not see you next tuesday <laughs> we'll see you oh that made me sad <laughs> we'll see you in a few tuesdays in the future <laughs> yeah all right bye guys see you Love come you. back guys. <laughs>